Welcome to In Between. A few days ago, I was looking in my drawer for a notebook because I wanted to write something down. And uh, then I found a book and I wrote my things down. And eventually, I was like flipping through the pages and I realized it was my diary of 2017. And uh, 2017 was the year I first came to Delhi with uh, some kind of a university excursion where I could come along. And uh, it was very interesting, like... The, um, the things I read like in the different entries like the whole excitement and everything it, it reflected so much which I still feel today about India about Delhi and it was so interesting to read the same things like from my self written by myself of two years ago and uh, it was truly interesting and since the year is coming to an end everyone is reflecting about a lot of things at the moment I felt like sharing a few entries of this diary with you and also I uh, then looked for my other diary from 2018 when I was actually studying in Delhi and I also found this one and I went to share a few entries from this one as well with you. Uh, the first one is from 2017 like really the very beginning of uh, yeah of that university excursion. 8th of February 2017, finally reflecting. Four weeks I've already spent in India. Four weeks that could not have passed faster or better in any way. I can't express how happy I am that I have joined this excursion. It's unbelievable how much one can learn in one month about a country, its people and about oneself. From the beginning on it was clear that I seemed to be made for fieldwork. I am more excited than most people and I have more energy and endurance. The whole experience is filling me with energy, joy and a childish craziness. I was especially happy when two people mentioned that they would see me in an academic career. Maybe for real, if this constant learning and understanding doesn't result in the meaning of life or of my life in particular, what then? Moreover, I feel clearly how I start to understand the country differently now that I am here for the second time. It seems as if a frame already exists in my mind in which I only need to fill in puzzle pieces. While during my last journey the colors and different impressions created that frame in the first place. A rough impression which as a scaffold stands in my mind a little bit odd. Then about politics, language, caste and the education system I didn't know anything back then. The weird picture a fascinated westerner carries to India which becomes more and more concrete. But there are so many things I have not understood even a little bit so far. Then when I opened and flipped, like read through the pages of that diary of 2018 when I was studying in Delhi, I came across a very interesting entry and it's uh, it's almost a little magical like to share this with you and <laughs> because I started reading it and um, in this diary entry I was all talking about how I meet so many people, hear so many stories, make so many impressions, experiences and how I want to share all of these things with the people at home, how I want to share all of these cultural insights with people from my culture and how I was like thinking about in what kind of a way could I do this, like I want to process all of these insights in a journalistic way but with 
what kind of type of media, a portrait should I write and what should I do with all of this input? And uh, interestingly, like that uh, sometimes I write titles for the diary entries I do and the title of this um, entry was, and I'm really, I'm not kidding, it was In Between. And it's so crazy that somehow it seems that already back then, I don't know, it, when I was reading it, it was like, fuck, this feels so magic. This is kind of, this is impossible. This is so weird. But it's so interesting. I was reflecting about the one thing which I so damn wanted then and I didn't know how to do it. And now I'm actually doing it. And it even has the same name. <laughs> I, yeah, there's no logical explanation to this. But when I, I saw it, I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I thought... um no one is going to believe me when I say that, but I swear it's true. <laughs> I have uh, pictures of proof. Uh, then I want to share with you another entry from 2018, 8th of November 2018. I miss my family, my boyfriend and my friends for sure. I always do. I miss my food and the comfy feeling of home. I've been missing my structured life and the ease with which you move about in your own culture. Missing comes and goes in waves, just as excitement or annoyance about a new place comes and goes. In the last few weeks, when going back is already visible at the horizon, I realized that for the first time in my life, I truly miss my culture. Miss being a fully competent member of a society that among rough terms thinks like me and works along rules I understand fully. The thing I miss most, and which took me a long time to completely understand and identify, is probably best described as a feeling of normalcy. Feeling just normal, one of many equals. Someone in the same boat, sharing the unspectacular but still wonderful normalcy of everyday life with others. A feeling so basic that I still struggle to put it in words, and something never appreciated at home. Not being special, not being different, and just being taken for exactly what I am. Not being talked for, being taken 100% serious and without giving people the feeling that they have to entertain me or behave special in front of me in any way. That beautiful feeling of normalcy that became a precious rarity I was able to only achieve with a handful of beautiful souls I feel a very strong connection to and who were somehow bound to cross my path. Then the last entry I want to share with you is basically the very first entry I wrote when I arrived in Delhi um, for that exchange semester. 8th January 2018, arriving. Just as effortless and easy as many parts of the application process went for me, felt a part of arriving, as if I would slip in automatically, arriving where I was meant to be all the time. Despite of several difficulties, I have to say that nothing has felt so right, so natural in a while. Somehow I should or need to be here, it seems. It was especially touching to see the consistency of many friendships I have built more than a year ago. It's incredible how warm I was received and immediately integrated in the lives of people way faster and deeper than this is common in Switzerland. The hospitality and care which I received in the first weeks exceeds all imagination. And still there are moments in which I feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the hugeness of Delhi, by my language inabilities, or the otherness of things. And I remember again and again how a year ago I was walking through the campus imagining how it might be to study here and now I'm actually doing it. Crazy. And again I have the feeling that the time here is not enough. I will have to come back again. And then I would like to take you 
on a little trip which I was lucky to do uh, a few weeks ago and this trip took me to Nice in France at the Côte d'Azur because in my free time I'm also teaching acro yoga which is a kind of a partner acrobatics mixed with yoga and Thai massage and I've been practicing that for many years and I this year I did the teacher diploma so I'm now an official teacher and I'm teaching and giving classes with two friends and in that teacher training I met a guy from France Nice and uh, weeks later he texted me and asked me if I want to come and give a workshop with him there for the whole weekend I was in for this and of course uh Going to Nice in France, teaching what I love to teach and not having to pay the flight or the stay and just even making money with it, of course I was in and also I was excited to see him again. Yes, so he invited me to Nice and I came and already from the plane it was like so beautiful, like seeing the mountains and seeing the sea and the, the colors and it was a very sunny and clear day and it was like 10 degrees warmer in Nice than it was like in, uh, in ice cold Zurich. And it was just beautiful. And when I reached uh, the airport, I already saw that the trams are not running. And they told me that there is a strike. I texted my friend, so what am I going to do now? And he was like, yeah, don't worry, just walk. It's not really far and I'll walk from my side and we'll meet in the middle. And I was like, okay. So I dragged my small suitcase out of the airport and started to walk. And then I encountered like the strike like the whole there were so many people like walking on the streets there were no cars driving anymore there were a lot of other tourists dragging uh, their luggage on the cycling path and it was a very special like atmosphere because people were shouting there was music there were slogans there was a there was kind of a lot of smoke for some reason and red fire things were also there and it Like looked very unreal and very special and when I later showed pictures to different people someone said like it, it seems like in a civil war or something and I totally agree it was completely surreal so I just I stood there and I <laughs> recorded some sounds for the podcast and uh, clicked some pictures and then uh, yeah when then already my friend came and uh, I asked him what is this about and apparently it's about some strikes because of changes in the retirement laws but he said it's a very complicated system and I feel like I don't know enough about it to further depict it but it was like an already quite an interesting greeting <laughs> which Nice had held ready for me and um Yeah, in the coming days we were preparing our workshop, doing a lot of training, but we also had a little bit of time to like go around the city, especially the old city is very beautiful. And since Nice used to be Italian for a while, so it has all the beautiful Italian architecture, but at the same time, I mean, now it's French, so it has that French flair also. You can eat a lot of pizza, but it's also French. It's like very, it's very special. So I completely liked it from the first moment on and uh It has a beautiful seaside and like living in Switzerland where the sea is not very close. But this is relative, right? <laughs> but uh, so I'm still always very attracted to go to the sea and yeah, spend some time at the beach. Yeah, so it was all in all like really beautiful. And there was one morning when my friend had to work. So uh, I was wandering around alone in the city and I completely loved that. Like going to a strange city and just going around and 
just collect impressions, basically. I went to a patisserie, of course, and I got myself a croissant and a pain au chocolat. And I, uh, of course, went to the beach and uh, had a peaceful walk. And it was so beautiful. It was like completely just recharging my batteries and thinking and walking around. And while I was like having my beach walk, I was thinking about this friend of mine with whom I was staying and also about other people I've met in France, which... Uh, somehow made me feel that actually there are a lot of people who live a life which is pretty much in between like I do like him for example he's Brazilian and he has lived in France for I think between five or seven years like for a long time he speaks perfect French he uh, he dresses like the people do in France he eats the same food likes the same things he's like completely also really excited about the culture and about the language and uh especially during that teacher training where we got to know each other which took place in France there were also other people from other countries who are similarly in between and who have created lives for themselves also in France there was a really sweet Chinese girl who is in love with the Provence and she speaks amazing French and uh, yeah totally is in love and excited about that culture in the workshop there was a Russian girl, a Portuguese girl. All of these people, they were born in one place, but then they had a, some kind of a fascination for another place, learning the language, getting into the culture and like really embracing this foreign other in some way. Yeah, and even more than I do, because I'm like back and forth, back and forth. But these people like permanently, a lot of them shifted here and like it was so interesting to suddenly see that, wow, the phenomenon which I realized for me is actually... There are a lot of individuals who live like that. And um, spent more time walking through the city and imagining all the possible lives I could have had. Or how would it be if I would live here? If I my in-between place would be France, how would that be? Of course, I got to practice my French a lot and it was all in all a really beautiful weekend. And uh, when I left, another, yeah, kind of strange, small experience happened to me. I was in the tram, which actually this time <laughs> was working, and uh, driving to the airport. And uh, then suddenly something was not okay, and the tram stopped. And the guy who was driving it, like, he got out of the tram and he closed the tram, like, he, with his key, and he basically locked us inside and uh, checked something outside and it was very interesting how immediately like I got kind of nervous and I was like wait a second is this normal like what is happening here it's pretty crazy how all of these how the certain thoughts because of what has happened because of what you read in the media or whatever are like creeping into your mind like of course immediately I thought about all the terrorist attacks and things which happened in France and I was immediately nervous and when I looked around I realized that the whole environment and yeah ambiente in the tram has changed and there were a lot of other people which also felt like nervous and also yeah seemed to be a bit uncomfortable and yeah it's interesting how we all somehow seem to feel the same and but nothing happened then the guy got back into the into the tram he fixed something and then uh, we drove, drove on and nothing happened but this small little it takes so little to bring you to a certain place in your thoughts which I found again very interesting and also yeah a bit scary 
And then I would like to share another observation with you because uh, like actually I had it all figured out. Like I went, when I come to Delhi, I would be staying in that room of a friend of mine, like which uh, she shares a flat with a few other roommates and uh, she would go to Europe and her room would be free and I could take it. But uh, as it's India, everything has turned out completely differently, of course, and uh, she's not going to Europe. So her room is not free. So I have to look for something new. I realized like how I was always so like so nervous like about this and like oh my god I like a few years back I would have been so nervous but by now it's so interesting somehow since I know so many people there since I'm somehow embedded in a lot of social relationships and networks I'm not nervous at all I take it very easily like maybe a little bit but not so much <laughs> and uh, yeah I already have asked many people I know they're gonna look out and I know it's India so it means I have to arrive there and some kind of solution will pop up there a solution which my very Swiss self would like to already organize from here but of course I know that this won't be possible there and uh, yeah also I talked to one friend for example and uh, she knows someone who a family friend who lives close to the place where I would want to live and apparently there are some free apartments in his building and maybe I could rent one of these and so on and uh, she like told me that she talked to him and that I should like contact him and she said don't worry he will treat you like a family member and it's kind of so interesting like how these relationships of care and all of this like how these bonds just ex extend like how because you know one person and I don't know her dad well and I haven't met her family at all other people have to take care of me as if I'm part of her family like how you get into these networks it's, it's very interesting and it works so differently than in Switzerland in many ways and I yeah I also realized how hard it was when I came to Delhi for the first time and I barely knew people very few people and like how organizing something always was a huge hassle and it was so difficult and now yeah how much actually you depend on your social relationships in India and how important they are and how they yeah make everything possible and like yeah how it takes time to become embedded in them but once you're inside like how it works but it's also it's interesting there are some moments when it's annoying and I want to do things by my own but I can't or I want to do things fast and from here and I can't because I have to wait and depend on other people or whatever and I mean you also you're not only receiving you're also giving back a lot and it's like yeah it's a very interesting experience I keep observing. And uh, right now I'm again like up and about in a very Christmassy space in Zurich. It's like a big square. There's like someone uh, playing the guitar. There are a lot of people drinking mulled wine, and it's yeah, very like an evening Christmassy kind of an atmosphere. And while I'm being here, I'm very happy to reflect on the fact that this is already the tenth podcast episode. So. It's already 20 actually episodes since they come in German and English, which came out in like several months now that I've been doing this. And uh, I'm so grateful for, for this journey. And I'm so happy that there are people who are with me on this journey. I cannot even express that. And uh, yeah, it's also interesting how the podcast has changed because in the beginning I wasn't very good in yeah putting background sounds and I didn't know how to do it and I still have to learn so much more technical skills so that the podcast will be better in the future 
then I have to talk a little bit again about the topic search. And uh, even though I experience it that way and I keep saying that it's so lonely and no one can help you and all of this, I want to put the focus for a second on the people which actually have helped me. And there are quite a lot, like uh, peers who have studied something similar or the same uh, friends, people in my department, family members, a lot of people who had to go through endless documents of mine, through emails, through topic lists and ideas and listen to the ideas I had and people who commented on them and told me, yeah, this is a good idea or gave me some literature recommendations or told me which ideas were not so good, what is new, what not, what is, might be better help me with contacts or the sweetest thing is always when people kind of think for me in the sense that for example I received an email of someone from my department who told me like you know this topic Tanya I think this could really be something for you I thought about it and I just felt like sending you an email and if someone starts to like really feel and think with you this is such something so beautiful especially when you feel like oh I'm all alone with this and all of it so it's uh, yeah that's actually a very beautiful aspect of it also and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm still very confused. It's still very difficult, even though I've received a deadline until Christmas, I should be a bit more concrete and know of a few contexts, like very researchable, concrete contexts in which I want to do research and which I want to check out because like my visit to India is coming closer and uh, yeah, I should get ready, but I'm somehow still nowhere or not as far as I wanted to be. And uh, this is bothering me quite a lot. And yeah, in the last days I've also read a lot because somehow I feel that I know pretty well which big questions are interesting me. Like which big, like I'm interested in moralities, I'm interested in ethics, I'm also which concepts, like the concept of trust I find super interesting, maybe the concept of hope. And many other small ideas like I have and things I'm interested in. And I feel like the broader framework, I kind of know it. I also know where in anthropology I would want to situate myself. Like several people have told me like everyday ethics would be a good field for you. In the beginning I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And I've already read so much about it. But now I went again and read a lot of different things. And I actually realized it's exactly what I would like to do. In many ways, it like really fits my interests also in the sense that uh, I really like to take like daily conversations daily actions like ethics in the very daily things we do or in the questions how should we act and what should we do and what's a good life and how this turns out for everyone like and reflections which everyone has in his daily life no matter how his daily life looks like that's really something which is yeah is interesting to me and how people can make up they take one conversation out of the everyday and they make a whole model they open up whole moral horizons talking about it and I yeah I find that interesting and I could see myself doing this and uh, yeah for inspiration I read a lot of different authors of whom I think that they are interested in the same concepts and big questions as I am and to kind of look how they how they ethnographically approach these issues. And uh, yeah, people like uh, Michael Jackson, and yes, he's not a singer, he's an academic, <laughs> but they share the name. Um, Brikutpati Singh, Anand Pandyan, Leo Coleman, Naisa Argidev, and I think there are many more people. There's this whole books about ordinary ethics. 
yeah, kind of looked at what they are doing. And somehow it seemed to me, if I want to talk about ethics and moralities, if I want to use that lens at the end of the day, it doesn't seem to matter so much if I am either doing research with a group of activists or if I am sitting in a village and reflecting about my being in that village or um, if I look at like Vina Das, for example, also a big name, of course, like Vina Das did if I'm looking at uh, Muslim Hindu couples, like it doesn't matter what I take. I can have these kind of concepts and these kind of ethical lens on whatever. So that's also why I find it so difficult to find a context because sometimes I feel like whatever context, it will be fine somehow, but you have to somehow find a field and decide for one. And ah, that's so difficult. But yeah, also somehow... When I thought about my interests, I also feel like that some of them, I had them for years already when I was uh, trying to find a topic for my master thesis, which was equally disastrous. Even there, I had the same kind of, the same interests. And when I told that to someone, she was like, yeah, I was like, it's crazy. My interests are so constant. You know, I had these interests already three years ago. She was like, yeah, but you're also <laughs> not like very concrete <laughs> that's also a constant and I was like yeah it's true and uh, that is still true like very much so I'm interested in a lot of different things which are maybe not enough to write a whole dissertation about it but uh, yeah then deepening one topic to make it yeah possible to write about it for such a long time is yeah it's difficult for me but uh yeah, it goes on and I'm thinking and I'm hoping to find some inspiration, talk to more people, maybe even the field will have a topic for me ready and I still hope that the topic finds me as it has worked out so far always, but let's see if it will work out this time. Then also since I was reading so many different things, I've also came across something very beautiful. I read an article by Brigurpati Singh. He was asking himself... Uh, Basically, the question, what is anthropology? And he answered it himself. And he said, like, uh, anthropology is a mode of heightened attentiveness to life. And I very much agree. Because this is so, like, I, I connected a lot to that statement. Because this is so much what I feel. Like, whenever I'm, like, being in my anthropology phase or space or whenever I'm in India, I'm, like, so much more attentive to all the small little details and conversations and whatever happens around me. And it's also interesting and I approach it like a small little kid, like with all the naivete and all the excitement. And that's really what makes the magic of anthropology for me. And uh, he then asks further, like, what does it mean to think ethnographically? At first, we gather impressions. Then we try to express those impressions as thoughts. And then uh, he keeps on talking on how then concepts come in and how we shape these thoughts, like with concepts and so on but it's very true that's what happens you gather impressions then slowly you start to have some thoughts and eventually some concepts either they come in on you or you read something or they get clear in your head or whatever and it's really truly something I completely love and uh, yeah then I'm nearly at the end of this episode and I and the year is also coming to an end and uh I'm really happy and really grateful for the journey and thanks for everyone who has been on the journey with me and I'm 
Hoping for a lot more podcasting in the new year and the next podcast will already come to you live from Delhi again in 2020 and uh, yeah, I'm excited for everything which is going to come.